about doing the will of God. Amen. I know that's kind of a big subject, but uh, I think it's an important subject. It ought to be uh, the chief uh, goal in all of our lives to not just to know the will of God, but to do the will of God. Yes, sir. Those are two very different things. Amen. And so uh, I want us to look at it this morning in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6. And I do want to mention that we do have new prayer cards for our Evangelized New Brunswick Amen. ministry back there on the on the table. Amen. And uh, uh, if uh, maybe later in the week we'll give an update on that or something Amen. later in the day. But uh, do, and we have a new CD too. So it's back there. So while I'm thinking of it, I'll mention it. Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, <clears throat> look at verse number 5. It's always difficult when you're in these uh, epistles because the context is so large. Yes. But um, we'll jump in at number, number 5. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5, the Bible says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ, Amen. not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your spirit. God, you've given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Lord, I pray that you would help us to live in those truths. Lord, I pray that you would help us this morning as we hear your word. God, I pray that our hearts would be toward you. I pray that our hearts would be toward your will. And uh, Father, I pray that upon our hearts would be this prayer, not my will, but thine Amen. be done. And uh, Father, I pray that you would give us uh, understanding, give us wisdom. Uh, give us, Lord, I pray, uh, uh, strength. Uh, to understand what your word has to say, and then, Lord, to uh, put it into practice in our lives. We'll thank you and praise you for all of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 In this uh, passage, it uh, gives a, a, a great statement uh, there at the end of verse number six, doing the will of God from the heart. Amen. Doing the will of God from the heart. Now, we could take some time this morning to run all the references on what is the will of God. Uh, you know, a lot of people think uh, that the will of God is something that's hard to be found. Uh, but the will of God is spelled out in the Word of God uh, in several places. The Bible talks about it's the will of God that we give thanks in everything. Amen. And the Bible talks about it's the will of God to possess your vessel in sanctification and honor. Amen. And uh, we can go on and on with all the references concerning the will of God. Uh, but I want us to understand that the will of God is not a hard thing to discern. Amen. As a matter of fact, it's a much more difficult thing to do than it is to discern. Amen. And so I, I want to focus in on this morning on doing the will of God. Amen. Doing the will of God. And in our passage here, we understand in the context that uh, the Apostle Paul, under inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he's telling us about the Spirit-filled life. Amen. It begins all the way back in chapter 5, verse 18, where he says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. And then he describes what a life of, uh, 
uh, that's filled with the Spirit will look like. He talks about speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs. There's a song in the heart. He talks about giving thanks in verse number 20, and then submission in verse 21. And then he starts dealing with uh, each and every one of us at whatever point in life we are, whatever station in life we hold. Amen. He talks to the wives to submit to their husbands. He talks to the husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church. He talks to the children to obey uh, their parents and to honor them. He talks to fathers about raising up and bringing up their children in nurture and admonition of the Lord. And then he talks to the servants here. And then he's going to talk to the masters afterward. But what he's saying here is that uh, the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, is the key to being what we should be Amen. according to the Word of God Amen. and according to the will of God. Yes, sir. And uh, we need to understand what the will of the Lord is. He begins this whole context with that statement, understanding what the will of the Lord is, and then not just understanding the will of the Lord, but doing yes, the will is. of God. Amen. Doing the right thing with the right motivation. He talks about doing the will of God from the heart. And so I want to look at this for a little while. And there are promises in the Word of God for those who do the will of God. First uh, John chapter two, verse seventeen says, "In the world passeth away, and the lust thereof; but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever." Amen. It's a good promise, isn't it? And so, doing God's will. Now, I want to look at a. An illustration, a biblical illustration. Go to Joshua chapter 1. On doing the will of God. This is something that the Lord really impressed on my heart last night or before I went to bed and then early this morning. So I want us to look at this from the, from the book of Joshua. Doing the will of God. Amen. Joshua chapter 1, <clears throat> verse number 1. Bible says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, under the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even under the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and under the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with, with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Amen. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Amen. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, 
that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And when we read this passage and we think about uh, the call of Joshua, that he's being commissioned here. He's being given really his orders from the Lord. And, uh, and it's very clear, it's very simple what God would have for him and have for the people. Yes. He said, I want you to lead these people into the land of promise, the land that I've promised to them. And by the way, that promise still stands. Amen. Uh, and it still stands to these people. Amen. Amen. And uh, no, nobody replaces Israel. The church Amen. doesn't replace Israel. Uh, these promises that God has given, he still uh, is going to fulfill. And so uh, he's given these promises and he says, I want you to leave them in there. And then I want you to divide that land for an inheritance. Uh, you know, God is very specific in what he calls us to do. Yes. Uh, we don't have to figure out what to do. We just have to read Man. and obey what to do. And uh, God's very, very uh, detail oriented. You see that all through the word of God. So many people, it seems, they want to make the will of God something uh, uh, something uh, uh, subjectable. Uh, they want to make it something that uh, only one person can discern and no one else can discern. And they want to make it a mystery. They want to make it foggy. Uh, and I think uh, I think the reason being is because uh, they want to they want to be able to hide behind that that fog yes. and hide behind that and say, well, you know, no one knows what God's will is for my life except brother. me. Come and on. I can't figure it out. Well, God knows. Amen. Amen. And God's word spells it out. And here he gives direct command to Joshua. And then and then uh, 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 on top of that direct command, he preserves that command in Scripture. Oh, yeah. Amen. And uh, most people who who uh, just kind of wander about not knowing the will of God, it's because they're not in the Word of God. Amen. And so God gives Joshua this very clear instruction. He said, I want you to bring them in that land. I want you to divide it for an inheritance among the people. And then he uh, he gives them, uh, he gives him some instruction on how to go about this. And he, he says, I want you to observe to do. And uh, that, that phrase, observe to do, is found 18 times in the scripture. And, uh, and I thought, well, this is a very interesting uh, uh, phrase that we find here. He doesn't just want them to see the land. He doesn't just want them to know about the land. Yeah. He wants them to go into that yeah. land. Amen. It wasn't seeing the will of God and knowing the will of God is good, but God wants you to do it. Amen. Amen. He expects you to do it. And he says, observe to do. To, uh, to observe to see is good. To observe to know is better. But to, do, to observe to do is best. Amen. Amen. That's what observe. And uh, I look up words all the time because uh, the more I look up words, the more I realize I do not know what these words mean. Yeah. I think I know what these words mean, but I don't really know them as much as I think I do. And so the word observe, 
It, uh, it, it literally means to keep or hold. The sense is to hold in view or to keep the eyes on. Amen. So when you're observing something, you're not just looking at something and then turning away. When you observe something, you're looking at something and you're, and you're keeping your focus on that. You're keeping your eyes on that. It is something that you have set as a point of focus in your life. And every moment of your life, you're living with that truth in view. That, listen, that is how we are to be toward the will of God. Well, I figured out God's will once and I'm good. No, God's, listen, God gave Joshua these instructions to bring the land of the, uh, the the people into the land, but he did not give him all the details of how he was going to do that. That's right. You read these verses, and he tells them, "I want you to divide the land among the people," but he doesn't tell them exactly how that's going to work. That's right. It's going to be a process. He's going to lead him as they go, and he's going to give more more knowledge and more understanding as Joshua keeps. His focus upon the will of God. Yes, sir. The Christian life is much the same. We live in God's will, not uh, not from this point on, but from this point to the next day, to the next day, to the next day. The will of God is revealed each day of our life. Yes, sir. And so, as Joshua goes into this. Uh, this, this great responsibility, Moses is gone, and now it's Joshua's turn to lead uh, the family of God, the, the, the people of God in the land of promise. God instructs him twice in this passage to observe, to do according to all that was written. Yeah. So it means to, to hold in view. It means to see or behold with some attention, to notice. It means to take notice, uh, to take notice of by the intellect. So not just to look at something, but to think on. Yes. Right. Matter of fact, you you read that in this very passage where the Lord tells Joshua to meditate day and night upon the book of the law. Yep. Right. Listen. It's too easy as believers when it comes to, to, to the Word of God. We know what we should be doing. We have a plan of reading in God's Word. We've got, we've got our schedule, whatever. It's so easy just to read that and then forget about what we have read. Yeah. Amen, brother. Listen, in order to truly read and understand the Word of God, it takes meditation. Amen. Not the meditation that the world talks about today. But biblical meditation to set your mind upon the truths of the word of God. He says in verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Amen. Why? That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. You know what he's saying? Reading it is just, it's not going to be enough. Even studying it is not going to be enough. It needs to be in your mind. You need to set your mind upon the Word of God. Why? Because that's going to be the key to accomplishing the will of God. As you meditate on God's Word, 
as you let uh, uh, allow the, the word of Christ to dwell in you richly, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, then you're going to be able to observe to do according to what is written therein. Amen. And so Joshua here stands as an example of someone who is doing the will of God. Now, turn to uh, James chapter 1 and keep your place there in Joshua. Turn to James chapter 1. What time are we supposed to wrap it up here? Okay. James chapter 1. Sunday school. We we'll use our Bible. Amen. James chapter 1. <clears throat> Look at verse number 21. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of yes, man sir. he was. Yes, sir. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Amen. You know what James chapter 1 verse 25 is describing? It's describing observing. Yeah. That word observe, to look and to keep your gaze upon. He says, uh, verse 25 again, but whoso looketh. Now we've, we've uh, the English language has so deteriorated Right over the years, um, when uh, maybe you have a predictive text on your phone, and uh, I've, I've got that on my phone, and whenever I'm trying to type notes onto it, and whenever I try to use a word that has eth on the end of it, it never it never recognizes it, right? Yeah, because they've done away with that. Yeah, we don't well, we don't need that eth, and so they'll change it to looked, yeah, or looks. Well, guess what? Looks and look don't mean the same as look at. Amen. Look at has the idea that you are continuing, that ETH, continuing to look at the Word of God. He that looketh into the perfect law of liberty. We have a perfect Bible. Amen. Yes, we do. That gives us assurance that when we look into this book, everything we read is true. Amen. You can't say that about any other book. You can't say that about any website. You certainly can't say that about any politician. Even the greatest legal documents in the world have faults. They have loopholes. Amen. But the word of God is perfect. Yes. Praise the Lord. 
And so let's just keep looking at the Word of yeah. God. We kind of got drawn in last night. We were talking. I made it in last evening. I don't know, about 4 o'clock, something like that. The pastor and I were sitting down. We were talking and fellowshipping. And somehow, some way, it got over to politics. <laughs> and uh, and we didn't talk very long about it. I'm glad because we were both getting depressed, <laughs> getting discouraged. And uh, when you see the course of this world, yeah. and listen, let me, let me give you just a real simple but very powerful tip. Turn off the news and open the Bible. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Because the more you look at, and listen, we don't even know what to believe out there. You don't know what they're saying, if it's true or not. I mean, I, I know it's hard to believe, but the media has been known to lie to the public. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. But it has happened. And, and politicians and everything else, listen, they're all corrupt because every man is a liar. Yeah. Let God be true and every man yeah. a liar. So let's, why don't we just open this book and look into the perfect law of liberty and keep looking into the book. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. He being not a forgetful hearer. You know what we are? We are forgetful by nature. Yes, sir. That's why we need to keep reading. Amen. I've read the Bible all the way through. I don't need to read it through again. No, you're forgetful. I'm forgetful. Just we need to keep we need to keep reading it, but we need to keep meditating upon it. We need to keep uh, uh, observing it. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Listen, this is this is a key to having God's word and not being a forgetful hearer. Do what you hear. Amen. Do what you hear. We're talking about doing the will of God. Amen. The best way to have a, have a continued knowledge of the will of God is to do the will of God that you know. Amen. Our problem is not that we don't know what to do. Our problem is that we don't do what we know. Amen. So be a doer of the work. This man, talking about the blessings of doing the will of God, this man shall be blessed in his deed. How many of you want the blessing of God upon your work? Oh, yeah. Upon your home? Amen. Upon your church? Upon your community? There's no shortcuts. Amen. Get in the book and let the will of God be the chief goal and aim of your life. Preach it, brother. This Amen. man will be blessed in his deed. Now, when you when you look at this, uh, uh, look back at Joshua chapter one. I want you to look at the spirit, and we we we, we saw already from Ephesians in our text, our opening text, doing the will of God from the heart, from the heart, and look at this in Joshua chapter one, and. Uh, Look at verse uh, 
Well, look at verse look at verse 10. We got a few more minutes. Look at verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. And to the Reubenites, and to the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh spake Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest and hath given you this land. Your wives, your little ones, your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side, Jordan. But ye shall pass before your brethren are all the mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord hath given your brethren rest as he hath given you. They also have possessed the land which Lord your God uh, giveth them. Then ye shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side, Jordan, toward the sun rising. Now stop right there. And I want us to understand that Joshua is giving, again, detailed instructions to the people. Yeah. He's saying, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And then this is what you're supposed to do. And, uh, and this is how you're going to prepare and he's saying, okay, this is how we're going to accomplish the will of God. Practical instructions. And not everybody has the, the exact same responsibility, but everybody's working toward the same goal. Amen. Now look at verse 16. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest, up, commandest us, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will will go. Now listen. These people are not going to get it right every time. There's going to be failures along the way. There's going to be victories. There's going to be setbacks. But I love the spirit and how they're responding to the instructions. So they're saying... All that you say to us, we will do. Amen. I love the typology in this verse. They're talking, they're answering Joshua. Amen. Who's Joshua? Well, he's the leader of the nation of Israel here, but in type and picture, he pictures Christ. Matter of fact, thou shalt call his name Jesus. That's that's the uh, and don't don't get me wrong, but that's the that's the Greek. Of the, of the Hebrew name Joshua. They're the same name. They mean Savior. Listen, how many of you are saved this morning? You've been saved. You've got a Savior. Guess what? He's also your Lord. Amen. 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 When you got saved, you didn't just take Him as Savior. You also took Him as Lord because Christ is not divided. Now maybe you're not obeying him as Lord, but that's that does not change the fact that he is Lord. Understand? And so when when they're they're responding to Joshua, what a great picture, what a great type of saying. Hey, let's just say to Jesus from our hearts this day and from this day on, all that thou commandest us, we will do. Not just hear, not just know. But we will do. Amen, Amen brother. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. What a great statement. What a great motto to have as we talk about the will of God. 
Amen. You see, when it all comes down to it, we are not here for our pleasure. We're not here to fulfill our will. We are here for the pleasure of God. Amen. All things were created for Him, by Him, and for His pleasure. And so we're here for Him. Amen. God alone knows what will bring fulfillment to our lives. He built us. Yes. So all these people chasing all of these things and chasing their own desires and trying to fulfill what they want in life, the reason why they are, they are miserable is because they were not built to fulfill their own will. Amen. We were built to fulfill God's will. Amen. He knows what's best for us. He knows what will bring real joy and happiness to us. He, he has a plan for our life. We ought to be consumed with doing the will of God. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Doing the will of God. All that thou commandest us, we will do. Let me ask you a question. We're going to close now. Let me ask you a question. As we move into this midwinter revival meeting, is that your heart toward God? Lord, whatever you command me to do, I'll do it. Whatever. No breaks. No limitations. No caveats. No strings. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Amen. I think it'd be a great way to just start this meeting just with a, a check on our hearts and a, and a reestablished commitment to the will of God. Amen. Just say, God, whatever you want. Whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to eliminate from my life, whatever you want to add to my life, whatever you want to, wherever you want to direct in my life, Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go. Amen. I'll do exactly what you tell me. Amen. I talk about revival. That's revival. Yes, sir. And it's not just saying I'll do the will of God. It's doing the will of God from the heart. From the heart. So we just we're, we're going to stop a little early. Why don't we just take a few minutes? That's okay. Amen. Just have some silence and just let's just let's just talk to the Lord. Amen. And let's just tell him, let's 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 reestablish in our hearts to him, Lord, whatever you want. I want to do your will. Nothing's more important to me than God's will.